Hello, and welcome to Don't Pee on Your Leg and Other Scientific Misconceptions, where every week we discuss some scientific misconceptions with the hope of you learning something you didn't already know about the world. I'm here with my co-host, Margaret. She's got bats in the cave, Hanslick Burton. And joining me is my co-host, Camden, beard full of secrets, Hanslick Burton. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the show! show. train composed by a composer I don't know that was the first song I ever learned on the piano um and do you want to hear the lyrics of it yeah I didn't know it had those <laughs> they're pretty they're pretty high level I hope that you understand uh what's going on but it's it goes like this <clears throat> Down the track there comes a railroad train. Choo, choo, there goes the train. Wow. That's pretty high-level message. We can talk about it later. It's well, a lot to think of. So when he says, down the track comes a railroad train, uh, and choo, then choo-choo, there it goes? Yeah. So like, it went right by you. Yes. I, I picture the singer like on a, on a bridge. Oh, yeah, I feel like it'd be louder. <laughs> well, you can, you know, maybe it's a very small train, like a toy train. Anyway, we've spent way too long <laughs> on this song. Well, it's very good. Thank you. Our first segment every week is one in which we share something that we're excited about. Camden. Um, I actually don't have a rabbit hole this week. Woo! Uh, but I am excited to share some news. I, uh... I'm taking a new job next year where I will be leading professional development for teachers and getting to observe a lot more teacher classrooms, but it's going to be my first year of teaching where I'm not actually in the classroom teaching every day. Weird. Weird. Well, your first year in your adult life, you didn't spend your entire... I like to think my... <laughs> Classmates you, you always learn teacher. from me. And I taught my <laughs> teachers something, too. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. Congratulations. I'm excited. Well, You're going to not have summers off like the rest of us. So I don't know welcome. what to expect from that. It's great. Yep. Working all year round is a miracle. It's not what I thought you'd say. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I... Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, something <laughs> we're excited about. Can I share something that I... That happened to me this week that I was excited about? Uh, yeah. Great. We saw a play called... Oh my gosh. The Woman in Black. And we've discussed on this podcast before that I love true crime. I watch true crime all day. I listen to podcasts about it all day. And that does not really spook me. Sometimes it does, but it, not generally because it's just interesting to me. But I am a real wimp when it comes to scary stuff and the woman very much so hey <laughs> the woman in black was is it's a scary play that you had seen in high school in london and so i really wanted to see it when it was at a, a theater near us and i did and oh, oh oh it was scary it was so good it was so well acted it was incredible but oh boy oh boy oh boy it was real scary but uh. i did it i did it 
What? I didn't even say anything weird during the show, right? If I can give our listeners just a sneak peek into what it was like to be in aisle H in the right section with me last Saturday. Uh, there's this, no, 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 don't go in there. No, 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 don't. I think that was someone on the other side of you. you. No, 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 no. (laughs) Roughly. That was probably somebody else. Yeah. It just so happened you were cringing the entire time. (sighs) Doesn't sound like me. I'm pretty brave. Yeah. Um, so let's head into the main segment of the show, shall we? All right. Let's go into the misconceptions. So every week we bring a new scientific misconception to share, explain, and discuss. As a note, each co-host uh, researches their misconception on their own and brings it to the podcast, and the other co-host uh, has never heard it. Well, Bas- not never heard it necessarily. <sighs> Every week. <laughs> Every week. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, we not do- recently. <sighs> this is primarily done to make sure that it feels more like a discussion and that the other person doesn't feel like they needed to have prepared or learned about this ahead of time, and so that they can learn alongside of you, the listener. We're going to flip a coin. I have an actual... Oh my god! It's a real coin, it's audience. It's a real coin. I don't We've know how to dice. prove that it's true coin, but I, I can't believe that. I was going to... Well, you can hear it. See? You can oh. tell that's a penny. Come in. <laughs> no! No, I'm scared again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a real penny. I was going to use a Safeway card, but then I found this. Okay, ready? Wait, yep. oops. Um, are you gonna be heads or tails? I'll call it in the air. Okay, I don't even remember. I haven't done it. Okay. Is this right? Yes. Okay. Flip it. Heads. That barely flipped. Oh, heads. Oh, we didn't decide. Does that mean you go yeah, first? Yeah, I go first. Okay, go ahead. Alright. Um, so, Margaret. Yes. Uh-huh. What do you know about evolution and the fact that it's just a theory? You know, it's interesting that you say this because I almost, I almost this week talked about the difference between theory in the scientific sense and theory in the colloquial, like, I've got a hunch type sense. So I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. And for, to get you listeners a sneak peek uh, behind the curtain, Margaret and I every week sort of kind of vaguely hint at what we're doing. Just um, enough be- to make sure that we're not doing the same thing. But we didn't do that this week. No, we didn't. And actually got really nervous because I realized this couldn't have been like... Sometimes you and I do something that's so like off in our own realms that I know you... Like you're not going to do the underwater oxygen one. Now I am. I wasn't going to do the psychopathy, sociopathy one. Um, but yeah, normally we do that. We didn't do that this week. So thankfully um, that didn't happen. So... As you can imagine, this will not be the first, or, or this won't be the last time I ever talk about evolution. There's so many misconceptions that have to do with evolution. I have never um, heard that before. Oh, well, great. I think everyone has a really good understanding. You had a great education. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so there's a lot that I could talk about. So I had to think, not just as a biology educator, but as just a person who interacts with people from all walks of life. What is the thing I hear the most in regards to evolution? Um, and I feel like the biggest thing is just people saying, well, it's just a theory. Oh. And I thought it was going to be, 
that's not real. Take my child out of that class. Yeah. Well, I, we're not in Kansas anymore. So, hey. hey we're Kansas both, burn. Ow. Ow. We're both from Kansas. <laughs> so, no, I love Kansas. Me too. Um, no. So, I chose this because usually it's also has to do with this, like, good, like, there's some goodwill behind this statement, like, well, you know, it's just a theory. It's sometimes used to disarm people so they don't feel like they're going to have to come in and try to disprove evolution or, you know, some people, and really, like, with the, as it is a misconception, just think, like, well, it is just a theory. Like, it is a hunch. It is something that, like, we just think. Mm -hmm. um, and like you were getting at, in science, theory does not mean, like, what you might say colloquially, like, I have a theory about this. Mm -hmm. um, did you even do some background research about it? Like, what were you going to... No, I out? wrote it down. It wasn't going to be specifically about evolution. It was just going to be about, like, the theory of gravity. Like, gravity is a thing. If this, if that's a misconception for you... Um... Join us for an episode, like... <laughs> 200 when we really start running low on them. <laughs> we really have to go back to basics. So, like, the theory of gravity, it, it yeah, it's not like a theory, like, I have a, I have an idea that gravity might be a thing. So, actually, this is great, because what I wanted to do was, before I get into why evolution isn't a theory, we really should get at the part where we discuss what is a theory in science. Um, so let me give you three common theories. Actually, one is something you alluded to already, which is general relativity. Um, and that is a theory that explains that gravity actually isn't a force, but more due to curvature of the Earth, or curvature of space, not Earth. Um, if you've ever heard of space-time, that's as deep into general relativity as I care to get today. Or do I even feel capable of saying it out loud? Um, there's also the theory of natural selection, which explains how evolution works. And um, there's also, like, the atomic theory, which explains what matter is made up of and, like, the properties of matter. Um, so let's get into the, the biggest differences between what a theory is and then the other thing people always bring up with theories, which are, like, laws. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh... It's just a theory. It's not like a law. Mm. So in science, we basically have two things. We have something that describes what is going on. Mm. And then we also have things that explain why that thing is happening. Um, so we have descriptions and we have explanations. Okay. So a description could be like just a general observation. That cup is red. That glass fell to the ground. You... So that applies to, like, this very, like, specific, narrow, like, band of phenomena. Like, I see this thing is this color. I see this thing fell to the ground. Um, when we zoom out a bit, it's still something of a description. We have laws. So that describes, like, like a universal set of phenomena. Like, you were talking about, like... So really, I should have said the law of gravity. The That's law of gravity. That's what I meant. Well, actually, no, it's good that you bring that up because <laughs> laws and theories go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They're not like versus each other. Um, a misconception is that if you prove a law theory a lot of times, it can become a law. That's, I think I learned that's a bonus misconception. That's that, an Easter egg misconception. It is, and I think I learned that when I was in like really like the elementary school. Like, if you get a lot of tests going on, I've eventually your theory will become a law. Mm -hmm. They're not the same thing. 
Um, so a law is a description of a lot of different phenomena. Um, so we can think of the law of gravity um, that explains, like, why is a glass falling to the ground? I see that it is, but why is that... Or, like, not necessarily, like, why is that happening, but, like, I can mathematically prove why this thing is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually... I shouldn't have said why, because that usually goes with an explanation. But laws are usually, like, mathematically based. Um, And for the physicists listening at home, I also (laughs) want to acknowledge, like, general relativity, yes, is a theory um, that has sort of gotten rid of what we think of as, like, Newton's law of gravity, Um, which is actually another great part of this, which is a misconception that laws are the ultimate thing you can get to like right. evolution like everyone's theory. working towards yeah. making sure their just like their finding becomes a law right hopefully one day evolution will become a law mm-hmm. no like the law of gravity as we knew it from newton um actually was uh disproven like it was actually not um the way we see gravity play out in all aspects of physics um, I think the easiest way I heard it described was that it, it's really helpful in predicting how things re- interact, mm-hmm. but it's not 100% accurate all the time. So even laws can be proven wrong. Um, so those are descriptions. We have observations for a small number of things, and then like laws which describe like a lot of things. Okay. And then we have explanations. Similar sort of grain size, a small band of, like, phenomena you're trying to explain is a hypothesis. Right. So it tries to explain why something is happening. If then. If then. Because. Because. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's actually another show, maybe. But so you could say, like, all brown mice in this population die, um, went on the land, or the light landscape, and don't die when they're on the dark landscape. And you Mm. could say why that's happening because they're like blending into the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can also have a theory which is explaining like the larger mechanism that is happening not just for this scenario but for all sorts of scenarios. So like the theory there could be the theory of natural selection which explains that certain adaptations are better suited suited to certain environmental factors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have descriptions observations and laws and then we have explanations with hypotheses and theories theories explain laws describe they help each other out but they do not contradict each other i did not know that at least those distinctions between a law and a theory so thank you you are welcome thanks for tuning in (laughs) well don't leave yet don't leave yet (laughs) and so I'll, i'll wrap it up with this why then is uh Evolution, and even, like, what we normally think of with evolution, one of the most, like, common mechanism we think of is natural selection. Why is that a theory? Um, So it's a theory because it explains what we're seeing, like, how life has evolved. Um, But I think what's really cool is that Darwin didn't just come up with this theory, and theories aren't just these, like, unprovable things. Just like we can test hypotheses, um, you can test theories... And theories are also based off, like I said, they complement each other. You can, uh, the theory of natural selection is based off of observations. So for example, like Darwin read a lot of people's other findings and Mm -hmm. noticed that 
all offspring tend to look like their parents. Mm-hmm. That's an observation. You and I could go outside and do that right now. Right. Are we... You look like your family. You have that very common square face that all <laughs> of your family has. Common yet, I think, elegant and uh-huh. dignified yep. and eye-catching. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there are other observations like resources are limited in environments, uh, more organisms usually are, re- are produced every generation that can actually survive. You think of, well, you work at the aquarium, you can think of many things that produce lots of offspring that not all of them survive. Um, Sorry, octopuses. And then other things like organisms differ in how they appear. They don't all look the same. They're not all like clones of each other. So those are observations that Darwin made and that anyone could go out and make. Um, but those are actually what he built the theory of natural selection off of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which then explains why are those observations something we see. So, natural selection, evolution, they are theories, but that's not, they are not just a theory. They right. are a theory. They are... Not trying to be a law. They're explaining what we see in the natural world, and that is a great thing in science. So. Thank you. There you go. Thank you very much. Well, my misconception is just as impactful mm-hmm. on the field of science. And uh, <clears throat> maybe you know it, Camden. When you think of space, uh huh, and then you think of the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah. What do you think about? You can see it from space. Yes. Do you know any other things? Well, hold on. Yes, that is the misconception. Any other things that you've heard about the Great Wall of China and space? Particularly Um, the moon? The The moon? Did they say the astronauts could see it from space? Yes. So the misconception that there's kind of two Well, I guess I just assumed... Yeah, you're out there in space, sure. you just see it. <laughs> this is this is kind of a twofer. So, you can see the Great Wall of China from space, and even from the moon. In fact, the misconception goes, it's the only man-made thing you can see from space. Oh. Um, Have you heard these before? Well, now I'm trying to think of... So, we're just operating off the assumption that we actually have been to the moon. Uh-oh. We have been to the moon, Camden. What? Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, we've definitely been to a soundstage. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, What are you doing? Well, now I'm trying to think of what other giant things you could see from space. Hold on. We'll get there. Huh. So the misconception is you can see the Great Wall of China from space and even from the moon, particularly from the moon, and it's the only man-made thing you can see. Now, this is kind of a little tricky because there are nuances to it, as there are Kind of hard to... We haven't been to the moon. All misconceptions. Oh my god, I'm going to have to have a talk with you. Um, so no, you can't see the Great Wall of China from the moon. No, no. You can't? You can't. Can NASA, you see it from space? Hold on, hold uh. on. NASA says you definitely can't see the, see the Great Wall of China from the moon. And NASA and astronauts that have been in space say that it is even difficult, if not impossible, to see the Great Wall of China when you're orbiting around the Earth, even at a low orbit. Does that have anything to do with clouds? It can. Oh, okay. Yes, it, it can, although that's not that's really That's not the primary issue. reason. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so what I really found interesting was 
According to Scientific American, a cartoon in 1932 said the Great Wall of China could be seen from the surface of the moon. Well, we knew a lot back then. 1932! Sputnik, do you know what year Sputnik was launched? 1956? Oh, so 58? close! 57! I did a report on that in fifth grade. <laughs> wow! I'm sorry, Miss Goatfield. My bad. It's okay, it's all right. Um, so, Sputnik wasn't even launched until 1930, or, sorry, 1957, like you said. This cartoon in 1932 said that you could see the Great Wall of China from the, from the moon. How could they possibly know that? Like, how could they possibly know? Well, I mean, My, you can see the moon from the Great Wall, so... Sure, sure. My theory is that they just were banking on the idea that no one would ever know. Because yeah, in 1932, the me? idea of going to the moon was probably so bizarre that they were like, no one's ever going to be able to check. Don't worry about it. Put anything you want in there. Um, so... <laughs> Even when astronauts are in low orbit, like pretty close to, like just a couple hundred miles from the surface of the Earth, apparently the wall is really difficult to see for one important reason, which is that the Great Wall of China is made of the materials that kind of blend in with the surrounding area. Oh, I mean, it's like a so, darkish wall and yeah, like a darkish landscape. Right. So okay. it's really, really hard to distinguish the area around it from the wall itself. Um... Sometimes you can photograph the area from the ISS, which is... The International Space Station. That's right. Um, and you can make out the Wall of China apparently when the conditions are perfect, which is not often. So a couple different sources mentioned that you could see it on a sunny day after it had snowed. <laughs> <laughs> And some said, like, you can see it if the, if the sun is low in the sky, because then you don't... Some people were saying, like, no, I didn't actually see the wall, but I did see, like, kind of the shadow cast by the wall. I'm sure every extra shadow helps when it's, sure. like, a thin wall that right. you're trying to find. Right, yeah. Um, so, it can be really, really hard to see, but astronauts point out that you can see lots of other things. So this goes oh back gosh. to the idea... Oh my gosh, yes. This goes back to the idea that, like, it's the only man-made structure you can see from space. Like, oh, no, no. Who are a, you? Are you imitating the 1932 people, then? Who, oh, in that voice? Oh, I don't know. Who are you imitating? It's the only man-made structure. It's the only man-made structure. And are you El, El Ron I Hubbard? Remember. No, we'll get there. <laughs> well, not in this misconception. <laughs> I, 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 let's be clear. I don't like L. Ron Hubbard. This has gotten way off track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, so you can't really distinguish the Great Wall of China from space, even when you're in low orbit, but you can see lots and lots of other things, especially if you have equipment like binoculars. Um, so that is can, fascinating to think of a astronaut, astronaut in space, in like, with binoculars, orbiting. be like... Yeah. I'm just outside looking, looking at the birds. robins, and they're outside. <laughs> Is that the Great Wall of China? Uh, probably not, unless it's snowing. Um, <laughs> so you can see things like sometimes the pyramids, although that was my wondering. Apparently, they suffer from the same problem because they also blend in. Yeah, their that one definitely area blends very well. Um, you can see buildings. You can see airport runways. You can see mm. roads um, and more. Again, especially if you're using equipment. Um, Pollution seems to be making it more and more difficult as time goes by to see the Great Wall. 
So if you're not convinced that you should cut down those emissions, if you want to see that gray wall, cut down on those emissions. Um, I learned in my research for this, this is a pretty big deal in China, like determining if you can see the Great Wall from space. I'm sure they have a lot of like identity wrapped uh, up yeah, in this. Yeah. Um, so they are very interested in trying to figure out if this is true or if it's not. Okay. Um, so that's an ongoing thing. But as I said, you can see a lot more when you're in low orbit than just the Great Wall, if you can see the Great Wall. And then as far as seeing the Great Wall of China when you're on the moon, no way. No way, no way. Too because far away. it's way too far. Astronauts report that Earth appears as a white ball with some blue areas on it. There's no way Oof. you're going to be able to be like, oh, look at that little skinny wall there. Um, there's no way you can make out much, especially a pretty small structure comparatively. Let's say binoculars. I don't even think binoculars no. are going to help you um, from the moon surface. I mean, you brought up a, a point, which is, you know, if you look at the moon from here, I mean, I guess it's hard to determine scale, but there's no it. way we could see any structures on yeah. the moon from here. There's there are no craters way. larger than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So not possible. So yes, kind of from space, sometimes, maybe, occasionally. No, no, no on the surface of the moon. The end. And that's why <laughs> you always take binoculars into space. That's right. Oh, and my sources were NASA, The Guardian, and Scientific American. Um, your sources were your brain. And Berkeley Education, which has great evolution resources. Thanks. Oh, what's next? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so, oh, I like this part. So, I, mean, I like the whole part. Um, something that we are, this is a segment about something that we are reading or watching or interested in this week. Um, so before ending each episode, we thought we'd have a short segment sharing something, as I said, that we have consumed in some way. Uh, Camden, would you want to go first? Yes. Uh... You know what it is. We I can see finished. It on the page. We finished True Detective season three, Woo. starring Mahershala Ali. Uh, just also got an Oscar the other day. That's correct. Um, it was great. I loved it. I didn't love it as much as season one. There it is. Um, but I think there were aspects I did like more. I thought there was a stronger female character in this one. Yes. I think his wife was. A more like robust, Prominent. independent character. Yes, that's very true. There's a lot less uh, exploitation of women mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. in this one. Not as much, not any gratuitous nudity like in season no, one. No, not at all. Not any. Um, which was refreshing. I didn't, the story itself outside of that was like a little less, I don't know, mm -hmm. fun and sort of like miss, like. I felt like we were taking on so many different pathways and so many mm. different like plot threads were being picked up in the first season. This one felt a little more anymore. just straightforward. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Um, but it's great. You should still watch it. Absolutely. was very good. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, HBO. True really Detective Season 3, HBO. <laughs> yeah, we're ready for your sponsorship. Please Ugh. sponsor our show. I would love to have... Mahershala Ali on here. He oh is welcome gosh. to share any scientific misconceptions that he, he has. He doesn't even have to do research. No, no, he does not. We'll do it down the rabbit hole next week and <laughs> clarify any misconceptions he might have brought up. Oh, 
Please. You speak for hours on the show. Hours. Hours. Um, yeah, we want to break that misconception that we wouldn't have him on the show because we absolutely would. That's a bonus misconception. <laughs> Margaret, what are you reading or watching, interested, consuming this week? Well, I alluded to it earlier, or you did. Um, I tend to... So you know how Cameron has done these down the rabbit holes occasionally, like, as part of the segment earlier for the past couple weeks? I feel like I go through phases where I'm just down a bunch of different rabbit holes. And this week's rabbit hole was Scientology. It was Scientology. I just, in case they're listening. Okay. (laughs) Don't turn the volume up. I didn't say anything important if you're from Scientology. Um, Yeah, so Scientology. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. I first started learning about it through... Um, the podcast Ono, Ross, and Carrie, which I've mentioned before, which I love. They mm-hmm. do an investigation on Scientology. Well worth a it. A long one. Like a nine, one. ten parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then did a couple, like watched a couple things on my own, like with Leah Remini and all this, all these other people. And um, listened to some interviews with former Scientologists. And now Kim and I are in the process, speaking of HBO, I promise this was not brought to you by HBO. Brought to you by HBO. No. Um, (laughs) in watching the documentary called Going Clear, um, so far it's been really, really interesting. It's just, it is very fascinating to me from a sociological perspective how so many people, although not as much as Scientology says, but so many people can be taken advantage of by this organization, um, in a lot of different ways to a very dangerous extreme um really like just their whole lives are taken over by this this cult really if you're calling it what it is um so it's it's really really interesting stuff it needs to Scientology needs to go away for a lot of reasons but it's fascinating I could go on but I won't it's It's fascinating it's going clear it's interesting to me (laughs) that and maybe I mean in this way like you are fascinated by, like, people who would, like, follow this, and yet there are so many, like, examples through, like, history and, like... No, definitely. And, no, like, no, no, stuff definitely. Or, like, but this is, this is my example of that that I'm interested in this week. This week. <laughs> I will on, move on. On cults and other... Interesting int- things. Okay. Don't join one. As they say on My Favorite Murder, if you're in a cult, call your dad. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Scientology. Scientology. Don't do it. Get out. <clears throat> Sorry, that was way creepier oh than my I intended. On that note, <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. You can hear more content like this from our sister wife podcast. Not exactly like this. From U to O, hosted by my co-host Margaret. Don't Pee on Your Leg and Other Scientific Misconceptions is a podcast produced by Two Birds, One Scone. Articles, blog posts, and other fascinating, highly inspirational content that features what you can do every day to conserve our environment can be found at twobirdsonescone.org. We have set up an email account, so if you have scientific misconceptions that you'd like explained or want to provide feedback to us, please email us at don'tpeeonyourleg at gmail.com. Have a a great great week! week.
sued. <laughs> well, that's all for us, folks. <laughs>